I'm Arya Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The WNBA Finals are set, and we are honored to welcome two-time WNBA champion, two-time NCAA champion, fourth pick of the 2008 draft, Alexis Hornbuckle. I'm excited to welcome two-time WNBA champion and the pride of West Virginia, Alexis Hornbuckle. Alexis, I'm so glad to speak to someone who's been there and done that. But first of all, before we hop into the madness of the WNBA season and the playoffs and the finals and all that jazz, what have you been up to and kind of fill the, the WNBA fans into what you've been doing recently? Uh, well, first off, thank you for having me. I'm excited to join and, and talk playoff basketball. This is like my favorite time of the year. Um, lately, I've just been doing all of my Alexis Hornbuckle basketball things that include trainings, coaching, uh, gr- camps, clinics, group lessons. And most recently, I have become the director of basketball of Woodlawn Private School in Mooresville, North Carolina. That's huge. Congrats. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And and for me, like, I think the most amazing aspect of that is young women need to see players who played in the W as role models and giving them this education in basketball at a young age. Because I think that does, you can't, like, you can't quantify what that does for the growth of the women's game. Right. So I, I tip my cap to you. I'm always, I, I know it's very easy for me, someone who didn't play and, like, is just a talking head. But, like, I always have... <laughs> that much more respect for the players who when they get out there, they give back to the game versus, you know, not to throw shade, but some people like to skip over to the NBA side, but I want to make sure we're doing whatever we can to grow the W and make it bigger. Um, Well, let's hop into this WNBA semifinals, pretty crazy game five between the sun and the aces. What was your reaction to that game? Oh man. First off, I'm glad that I wasn't in the gym for once so that I could really catch the entire, entire game. And it, I mean, it, it, Connecticut came out strong. They started the first really strong, uh, which you kind of expected them to. And then it kind of evens out going into the halftime. And that, man, that second half, though, that was just playoff basketball to a T. Like, I enjoyed it so much. It was a lot of defense, a lot of, of stops that, you know, often sells tickets and wins games. But, you know, everybody knows defense wins championships. So, uh, the way the Aces were really able to lock that down, in my opinion, was in the second half getting critical, crucial stops and kind of just not allow easy, easy buckets. You know, I, I'm you talk about that second half and like, OK, so we're talking about game five of a series between two teams that have just beaten the hell out of each other for five games. Yeah, and right. we we saw, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like the most beautiful play. Like it was like toughness plays and hustle it plays was. and execution in your mind. I mean, especially with Connecticut, they only scored 18 points the entire second half. But mm-hmm. I mean, how much did that play a role in, in your opinion with Connecticut down the stretch? Um, well, Coach Summit used to always tell us uh, at Tennessee, big time players make big time plays and you can't. You can't score 18 points in the entire second half when you're on a championship run. Um, that I mean, and that's that's hats off to the to the Aces defense um, on that. But it's also, you know, you 
offensively, Connecticut is strapped. I mean, they have legit scores over there. It just, you know, it didn't come into fruition. And at the end of the day, Aces made the plays that were necessary to lock down and win. I mean, for me, looking at that game, it was like, I don't understand how the Sun can't hit any of those wide open threes they were getting. But then it, it became very clear that this was just like a heavyweight bout, boxers just going at it left and right. And and that's just good basketball. Personally, I prefer that in the semifinals because that's like you deserve to be in the WNBA finals. If you can handle that, that matchup, that intensity. I mean, the the ridiculous battles that we were seeing in the paint was just mind-blowing for a fan. Yeah, yeah. I, do you think going into this into this matchup, both teams were – or I, I, I kind of got the sense that the Sun were like, all right, we might not be – up to there with the aces so we're going to instill this type of game because this is a type of series that we could possibly win did you get a sense of that at all or what kind of what was your thought of like why it was so physical i think it was i think the sun wanted you know to control the tempo and then control the style of the game um and i mean when you <laughs> i i played for bill lambert and i know how defensive minded he is and how that toughness comes so if he has a team in the playoffs you know, they're ready. They're ready for war. And Connecticut, I mean, they have the players that can take you there um, inside and out. They have some size. They have some speed. They have scores. Um, but like you say, it, it's a heavyweight bout. I tell my players all the time. It's not who who can score the most or who can defend the best and rebound the best and play the hardest in the first half. It's who's going to look like that at the end of the game. And I think um, Connecticut lost a little bit of that fire offensively. Not, you know, with the shots not going in. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like you, you, big time players, you, you, you got to make shots. You got to make those plays. Um, but but you know what? Like hats off to Connecticut. Um, Absolutely. And, and, yeah. Like what they did this season and the job that Kurt Miller's done. Alyssa Thomas is just superhuman. And, and obviously yeah. this is. A, yeah, she's a big <laughs> Man, this is a this is a this is a franchise we're we're clearly going to be talking about for a long time. But back to the Aces, you talked about your experience playing with Bill Embiid. You have some experience, I would imagine, with some of these veterans. Let's talk about Angel McCautry and what she was able to do. Her minutes had to go up. Derricka Hamby, unfortunately, is injured. That's a huge mm-hmm. blow for Las Vegas. But now you've got Angel McCautry at this stage of her career playing, you know, 34, 35 minutes a game dropping 20 plus what can you say about angel (laughs) angel is doing what angel does (laughs) angel is coming to score she's coming to control uh the tempo she's coming to lead her team by any any way that she needs to whether that's you know making tough plays i mean that girl was making some shots um in that game um she was attacking she was finishing she was knocking down threes i mean it was just it was fun to watch it was like watching her you know when i was playing I don't know how many odd years ago so <laughs> you know and even and even watching her you know the way the type of player that she came out of when she was in college I mean she just realized listen I have to give everything I have here and I'm going to do it I mean she was what like two for three from the three line she I believe she only missed one free throw um she ended with what was it 20 22 points something like that something yeah, like 20 that. points yeah 20 points yeah so i mean she had an all-around game she had four rebounds as a guard i mean it's it she added to the game on every aspect on every end and she tried to do it you know on every single play of the 34 minutes that she played so hats off to angel mccutry for that and she's been so i mean throughout this whole season she's been extremely efficient in the limited minutes that she's played 
But right. these playoff games, she has brought me flashbacks to the Simone Augustus Angel McCautry battle that we saw many <laughs> years ago. Like I was yeah. having like hot flashes going back to that. But talk to me a little bit about your time with Bill Ambeer and how he as a coach is able to get the best out of his players. Uh in my opinion, Bill, I tell everybody this, Bill was one of my favorite coaches during my entire professional career because he sees players, he recruits the players that he, he wants and he feels they can fit his system, that wants to fight for possessions, that mind, you know, giving extra effort or picking up slack for other people and just making the his system built for his players. Like, it's so player personnel friendly it's kind of hard to fail. And then you take his knowledge and expertise um, of the game along with his experience as a player and coach winning championships. I mean, it's kind of, it's a win-win in my opinion. And then, I mean, this wouldn't be uh, obviously WBA basketball without talking about the MVP, Asia Wilson, who has just set the world on fire with her play. And my God, I, I don't know how many WNBA, you know, most valuable uh, awards she'll have by the time she's at the end of her career. But we, I think we can all agree that she's got a chance to have several. Um, oh. She she was so good, right? She's been so good. She she's still she's still a rookie. I mean, in 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 terms of the WNBA, you know, year right. and that that type of mentality. But I mean, I I I'm, I'm, I want to ask you about kind of the finals moving forward. But before that, you know, this is an Aces team that is without Liz Cambage, in my opinion one of the most dominant players in the world. They're without Kelsey Plum. So you're missing two what, what would be starters. And that mm-hmm. really changed the entire makeup of this team. They were dominant all year. They were able to finish as the number one overall seed. Um, I feel like the, the absence of Cambage really opened up the lane for Asia. And then you've got a, a system coach like Bill that's just like, give it to give it to our best player and get the hell out of the way. Yep, I mean, what do you Bill. see in ter- That's it? <laughs> so I'm on it? <laughs> Yeah, that's Bill. That's Bill, like, 100%. And and so and moving forward, you know, when you look at this matchup with Seattle, which we need to get to that, we could talk about that for a long time. But, you yeah. know, the, the, the Aces are obviously – Asia's going to do what Asia does. Um, but, but where do the Las Vegas Aces get some of this additional scoring? How can they try to steal a couple, help potentially even – steal this finals from Seattle, I think we all can agree that um, it's going to be tough, an uphill battle without De'Aaron Kahambi. But what are your initial thoughts about this matchup and what they need from Wilson? Well, obviously the Aces are the underdogs going into the series, in my opinion. Um, like you say, due to their, their injuries, Asia's going to have to – she's going to have to run this this tournament. I mean, she's going to have to average a double-double. She's – it's going to – and in order for them to really compete and to have a chance – She's going to have to own the boards, the paint. She's going to have to score 20-plus. But it it really is going to come down to her players knocking down shots because we know the focus will be on her. That's going to open up some other things for your guards, um, for the McCautries, McBride, D-Rob. So, you know, you got to – she's going to have to put in a lot of work. I I believe that the team – she's going to have to put the team on her back, and Angel's not going to, you know, back down either. So that one-two combination, if they keep that consistent, I think they stand a great chance. But we know that Seattle Storm is just – they're a great team. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, they're going up against the Seattle Storm, which is – I I love this combination because a lot of people haven't really talked about this. But you have Sue Bird, an older vet, with Brianna Stewart. And then you have the pairing on the other side of Asia Wilson and Angel McCautry. 
an older right. vet, a younger. I just love these combinations of kind of old W. I don't want to say old WNBA, but older WNBA, <laughs> young WNBA. But like, talk to me about the Seattle Storm team because they're just freaking scared. Like, I don't have, when they're humming on offense, their defense is suffocating. Their offense moves so fast. Like sometimes it honestly looks like they're playing in like fast forward while the other teams in slow motion. <laughs> they are definitely on one accord. That's the beauty of watching them. It's it's like they have literally had this specific team for years. Uh, the way their chemistry, the way that they play off of each other, play with each other at any given moment, anybody can step up and make a big play. Um, I think that they all play their roles well, and when their number is called, they they rarely fall short of expectations. Well, someone who arguably has been exceeding expectations has been Jewel Lloyd. So talk to me. As someone who can get a bucket, what is what is your confidence like after having such a good like her? Not only was her end of the season ridiculously good, but her playoff run against Minnesota, um, which obviously really hurt Minnesota fans. I know people in Chicago and people in Seattle are getting hyped for Jewel Lloyd. But what does that do to your confidence for a player who I don't want to say, she, you know, there's been questions about her progressions, uh, which obviously is a whole episode in its own. I have a lot of respect for Jewel Lloyd, so I'm not throwing shade or anything. But what does that do for someone's confidence going into the finals after having such a good semifinals? Well, what it does is it, it allows you to walk into the arena uh, with your head high and your shoulders back and a lot more relaxed and confident going in instead of stressing about what you need to fix or what you need to do better. You're really focusing on how do you continue this momentum, this uh, this uphill momentum, and build on it. Because even though she's been doing a great job, it's going to take more to win a WNBA finals. Patreon.com backslash Winsider to subscribe for our Patreon for exclusive content. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Winsider Daily, the only podcast dedicated to breaking down every game of the WNBA season. I'm going to call it right now. Jewel Lloyd is headed for finals MVP, um, just kind of based on the way she's been playing so far this these playoffs. Man, she is she's on some next level. And we all know, anyone who's really watched Jewel, Jewel through really her entire career, her ability mm-hmm. to score the ball in bunches like she's been able to do is scary. But one thing it is important to, to make note, it, news broke earlier this week that Sammy Whitcomb will not be with the Seattle Storm. She, she went oh. home. Um, they, her and her wife are welcoming their first baby. So congratulations to them. Yeah, congratulations. Um, but congratulations for sure. Yeah, but, but that's, you know, that definitely an unsung hero of, of the Seattle Storm roster. I don't know if it changes my mind in terms of, um, you know, matchups and stuff. I definitely think that Las Vegas has to have um, elevated play from, you know, Jackie Young, Kayla McBride's got to be able to knock down some shots and be a threat offensively. But um, yeah, just, just a little bit of um, news for those of you who have not happened to see that. Yeah. Sammy Wilkin will not be with the Seattle storm, but um, I, I do, I do want to talk about Seattle a little bit more in terms of, matchups um obviously we, we talked about them being the favorite to win in your in your opinion what does seattle do the best um and what do they have to do well to win another title <sighs> what do they do the best i think the best thing that they do is they can attack one through five um i love how everyone is offensive minded but yet they have that cohesiveness and togetherness where they're not forcing the issue uh, especially when you have, like you say, a, a guard like Jewel and, of course, the veteran GOAT, Sue Bird, um, leading your team, and everybody follows in suit, makes her, makes Stewie's job even even easier, makes it easier for Alicia Clark to step up, and Natasha Howard's been doing an excellent job this season. Um, 
I think the one, yeah, the main thing that they do well is just play together. It's it's almost just like they watch film before they even play the game, and it's like you're playing NBA 2K out there at house. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. I like yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that analogy because it, it really yeah. is kind of like that at times with them. <laughs> it is. It is at times. And uh, Dan Hughes has done an excellent job. I'm a fan of him and his coaching style uh, for years. Been a fan. Um, so to sing that, see him do great things in Seattle with the history that they have, it's, it's amazing. Now, the second part of that question, uh, what was the second part? <laughs> I don't know. I'm too busy <laughs> listening to you. What do they have to do well to win it all? And I mean, I, I was I was going to kind of go to the next question, just kind of ask. I mean, I maybe, you know what, screw it. We'll just fuse the two. You've done it. You've won a WNBA, you've done, you've won two WNBA championships. Now formats have changed. The game has changed. Things have evolved, but you, you know what it takes to be able to go into the playoffs, to be able to go into a series and, and, and ultimately be cutting down nets. What does it take? I mean, whether we're talking about Seattle or Las Vegas, what are some of the X factors here? Uh, well, the X, the X factor is number one, attention to detail. The team that's going to that's going to pay the most attention to detail and to do the little things that they see on film, or you know, attack the attack, exploit the weakness weaknesses. You have to really be detail oriented when it comes to uh, your your who you're guarding, right? Who your scouting report is against, and not only us, the team. And if everybody can execute that for their individual matchups as well as the team concept, it's it's hard not to be in a position to win the whole thing um go ahead go ahead no 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 no. keep going i'm I'm gonna i'll I'll save it i'll write it down so i don't forget (laughs) yeah attention to detail and uh the other thing would be finish plays you have to make plays you know it's not going to be easy it's going to be physical uh it'll be some fast pace it'll slow down and you have to make plays no matter the situation no matter if you're up by 10 or down by 10 the bottom line is it's one possession at a time one game at a time until you look up, it's the final buzzer and confetti's dropping and all that good stuff. So I'm curious for you as somebody who was with Bill early on in his uh, W or earlier on in his WNBA career, what have you seen anything in his coaching style really change? Because for me, I, I think a narrative that if we were maybe, I hate WNBA, NBA comparisons, but I think if we are in the NBA, there would be a lot of media coverage of, Bill Ambeer comes back to the WNBA finals after this big of, of a, a gap of, right, of missing right. it. So I'm oh, curious for you, like, I don't want to say, can he win with his style? Cause I think that's a ridiculous question. If you, if your players are committed, your players work hard and play smart and attention to detail, like you're saying, you can win with a variety of styles, but I guess right. I'm curious if you've seen kind of what he likes to do change over the years and what your thoughts are on him finally making it back to the finals. I think Bill Lambert is like one of the smartest basketball minds that I've come across. Uh, and his coaching style, it's flexible in a sense. Now, he'll have his the way that he run his transition, how he rotates defensively off picking rolls and hedges and all that. But when I say he's flexible, I mean, he will literally break down the film of how did this team defeat us? Or in our moments when they were making runs and we weren't, what were we missing or what were they doing? And he does a great job of explaining it, showing you, and then getting you to buy into what you need to do. Um, and I think that that's something 
that you can take within any system, within any team, within any personnel. Now, again, he is dealing with injuries of some very crucial players for his roster. But if everyone else can buy into it, I don't think that it would be kind of the um, the sweep or, you know, the, the blowouts that some people might think are going to happen. Just a couple more. We appreciate your time. You've been awesome. I, I just love picking your brain. And, and I'm really excited about this question in particular. You, 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 you were drafted um, as the fourth overall pick in the 2008 WNBA draft. You spent your career with Detroit, then you're with Tulsa, Minnesota, Phoenix. We've already talked about you being a WNBA champion. Here we are in 2020. We're playing in a bubble. Um, outside of the strangeness of what 2020 is, mm-hmm. how has the league evolved um, from, you, you know, just wh- whether it's your playing days, before your playing days, like from your perception, how have you seen the WNBA change? Uh, they're, they're becoming more visible. And I know it's not the same visibility that's in the NBA, but when it comes down to the marketability and how the commercials that you see, the times of the commercials when they're played, um, the games. I mean, it took COVID for almost all of the WNBA games to be on TV somewhere, you know. Um, but I think that players are being able to be themselves and build their own brands without having to follow suit of what fans or organization feels like they should become. They are allowed to be themselves and then go out and perform, therefore helping to build their brand even more. And I think, you know, that, that's a big part of what's going on and how these young women and older women are, are still being noticed, are still being applauded for their efforts and their skill. Because at the end of the day, professional athletes are professional athletes. All right, now I'm going to put you on the hot seat with our final question. Uh-oh. We, could, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't talk WNBA Finals without doing some predictions. I'll I'll run it out first. I'll say I got okay. the storm in four. So if anybody wants to, you know, shoot at me, whatever, it's it's my fault. I said storm at four. I take all the blame. I'm curious where your head's at. And and I also am the type of person who tomorrow morning I could hear an interview and be like, you know what, Asia Wilson looks really confident. I'm switching it to aces and five. But right now I'm at storm at four. Storm at four. I think it's definitely going to go to game to five games for sure. Who do I have coming out on top? Um, if we're just talking about, oh, the bench, and I just think Seattle has a little more depth right now, even though even though the Aces, their bench, you know, they do a great job when they come off. But as a whole, the Storm aren't really facing that same uphill battle that the Aces are. So I have right now I have Storm in five. And I pray Angel McCartney is not listening to this. That's the homie. But, <laughs> It's just that y'all are, um, you know, you're up against some some stuff. You'll, have, you'll come back later because she'll, she'll hear this and then, you know, drop 50 in a game and then uh, it'll have to change everything. Nah, and then I'll say, y'all welcome, Aces. Y'all there you welcome. go. Billboard material. Rachel, who you got? I I hate this because I hate agreeing with you. I really do. Um, I, I think I'm going to go. I think Aces will be able to steal one. I just... I, if, if Hamby were in, it were it would be different for me. I just don't I don't have a ton of faith outside of Angel and Asia right now. I I just I need to see more from Jackie Young, um, Kayla McBride. You know I I don't know if they can sustain that in in a five game series over Seattle. So I think that I think that it'll be really competitive. It'll like like it's gonna be they're not gonna be blowouts. 
Um, but I do. I agree with you, Aria. I hate it, but yeah, that, I think I got Seattle. That never happens. That never <laughs> happens that we agree. But also, here's the hot take part. I think the Aces win game one, and it just like lights a fire under the. We can say ass. Lights a fire under the ass of the storm. <laughs> And then they just go on. Like, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be close because I think Bill's going to find a way to, you know, exert some pressure onto the Storm in ways we haven't necessarily seen. And this also, look, the Aces won the games against the Storm. So it wouldn't be crazy, you know, to have a in a five Aces pull off a victory. So, hey, we'll have to be checking back in. We're so happy and honored to have you join us uh, today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Th Always thanks, Alexis. Fun. All right, y'all have a good night. You too.